0: Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. Then I will avenge his death. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi.
1: Passengers, travelers, and voyagers, welcome aboard the Katana Cast, a Star Wars podcast dedicated to celebrating and exploring the saga from our certain points of view. I'm your pilot, Ian, and with me, as always, is my co pilot, Ben. Hey, everyone. And unfortunately, Maria wasn't able to make it tonight, but we have a very exciting crew with us tonight. Uh, There's no way I can do each one of these individuals justice, so I will let them introduce themselves. Uh, We'll start with Raven.
2: Oh, Raven, you're on mute. Well, that's good, because I was (laughs) messing it up there anyways. I don't know my own name. (laughs) Hi, this is Raven uh, from Sisters of Sabers, and uh, I don't know. There's not much of an introduction for me. I'm from Sisters of Sabers. (laughs) We'll start with that.
1: Your royalty, uh, Olivia. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Olivia, aka Liv from Sisters with Sabers. And you guys can hear me okay on here, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's me. Hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Emma.
0: Hi, everybody. It's Emma from Pink Milk and Pink Milk After Dark. Great to be here.
1: <laughs> Candace.
0: I'm Candace from the Kiki Waffle
1: and alexandria
4: hi i'm alexandria from alexandria <laughs> <It's just> me <laughs> hello everybody pleasure to be here and thank you for having me
1: thank you all for joining tonight i'm very excited um because we are we have a very special episode tonight uh, we are dedicating this episode entirely to chapter 13 of the mandalorian the jedi um and our primary focus for tonight is gonna to be on Ahsoka and the various perspectives of the fandom, how each one of us feels and thinks about Ahsoka the character, her representation in this episode, um and uh I guess first things first, is there anyone here who either is vaguely familiar with Ahsoka or hasn't seen the Clone Wars or Rebels or is more a casual Ahsoka fan?
2: I think I would qualify in that level. Um, I'm very aware of her, but um, I am only slowly working my way through Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, So she is not unknown to me by any stretch of the imagination, but I am nowhere near as huge a fan as there are fans out there of hers.
1: Gotcha. Um, and what, so you've seen her and you said you're making your way slowly through the Clone Wars. What's been your impression of, of her for you so far?
2: Um. <clears throat> well, I mean, she's a great character. She's, you know, very interesting. I, I like her spirit. Um. It's, it's difficult because for me, honestly, the, the the words that come to mind are, you know, a really spirited kid is just the, the thought process for me. Um, I mean, when Ahsoka was first introduced, I, you know, I was an adult already at that point. So even the character as she was first introduced, you know, being young, but in addition to that, being so much younger than myself, at least in any kind of, you know connection way. Um I mean I love her. I think she's a great character, but she's not somebody that I can actually, you know, s- so much identify with. Um but simply because I yeah, I'm old, man. Like I'm old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You don't look a day over 30.
2: Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I was 30 like 15 years ago, but you know, that's cool. <laughs>
1: um so, why don't we go around and each talk about what Ahsoka has meant to us so far, or, or prior to seeing this episode, I should say. Um, let's let's just go down the line. Olivia, or Liv, sorry.
3: Well, that's a big... Oh, by the way, you can call me Olivia or Liv. That's totally cool with me. Um, whatever's easiest for you. Um, but the... I guess that's there's like such a huge question to me. Ahsoka just means everything for me. Um, I just, I really identify with her. Um, when I first saw the, you know, when she was um, turned away from the Jedi Temple, like I just felt that so much. Like I've always kind of been the black sheep in my family. So um, definitely she's, she's someone I identify with. Um, but she also symbolizes like grace through the struggle and compassion, like no matter... How hard and like no matter what anguish she goes through, she's always just like such a beautiful and kind person, and that's something i I aspire to be. I don't know if I necessarily achieve it all the time, but uh she's just she's just um all around just a good like I guess role model like I look up to her, and I watched her as an adult. I watched Clone Wars as an adult, and but I still like look up to her and admire her, so yeah,
1: Emma.
0: I identify with Ahsoka so much um, because, um, like, I just, she has so many admirable qualities. I guess I shouldn't say I identify with her so much as I just wish that I could be her. She, her relentlessness and her fearlessness are so admirable to me. And also the fact that she's so unconventional, like, that's one of the things that I cherish the most about her is that she's always true to like her inner moral compass rather than allowing outside pressures to sway her from what she believes and what she values and living out those values and really like walking the walk. So, and obviously being a Padawan to Anakin Skywalker, I mean, who wouldn't want that life? I would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Making your so own roles.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, there's more to him than that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have
1: so much fun in the Clone Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's why I like Ahsoka. Uh,
1: Candace?
5: For me, growing up, loving Star Wars. I grew up with the original trilogy and the prequels. And really, the only characters <gasps> we saw as Jedi were a bunch of white dudes. So <laughs> when we mm-hmm. finally got like a main character, who we could see ourselves as, who was a Jedi, because I don't know about you guys, but growing up, I was pretending that I had the Force, I had a lightsaber, I wanted to be a Jedi, and I was still in school even though I was older when Ahsoka came around, but I felt like I grew up with her in a way. Like, when she was in Rebels and she was a grown-up, I was, like, established in a career, and I was like, hey, we're in this together, Ahsoka. We're, we're moving on up. We're there, you know? We're getting there, but yeah. She just she means so much to so many people, especially girls who grew up with Star Wars, because we didn't have that. We didn't have Rey. We had Jedi in the background who didn't have names until we went to Wikipedia to look them up, you know. So she's so important to so many people.
1: She is. Yeah. Alex?
4: Well, I kind of feel bad a little bit because I did not um, grow up with Star Wars. Um, I actually, I think I was 19 years old when I was introduced to Star Wars. Um, (laughs) My um, parents were actually um, not very good people. Um, We were very religious growing up. which if anyone's religious, that's that's awesome. (laughs) But this was in a bad way, in a way that, you know, hurt their children and other people. Um, And we grew up with like three or four uh, religious TV shows, and that was it. Um, But even those like TV shows growing up, I had like a fascination with movies. And just when I was like 18 years old, 19 years old, all I did was like watch movies. Um, and I remember sitting in the movie theater. I was actually watching the Disney movie, Big Hero Six, which is amazing if you haven't seen it. And there was actually a trailer for Star Wars Rebels. And that was my introduction to Star Wars. The clip that they showed in the movie theater was, um, Kanan and the Inquisitor fighting. I was like instantly addicted. Um, <laughs> um, but as soon as I got into Star Wars, everyone was like, you should probably go watch the Clone Wars as well. Because uh, that's the other animated series, and um, I've kind of got a character that I love or relate to kind of in each movie or series, and uh, Kanan and um, Rebels, of course, and Ahsoka and Clone Wars, because um, I don't know how to describe kind of my connection to both characters, but I think a lot of like. That having to like hide a part of me, like from my family and then having to particularly um, I think the most powerful scene with Ahsoka for me is when she um, basically gives up the, you know, the Jedi order and and leaves, um, which is something I had to do in in my personal life. So um, I love her (laughs) and she's also a complete badass. And yes, yes.
1: And Ben.
6: Oh, God. I I hope that I've got a decent story here. I'll be completely honest. When The Clone Wars came out, I was kind of in one of those stages where I wasn't paying a lot of attention to Star Wars animation. I watched the first couple episodes and it, it wasn't for me at the time. And I probably would have said some really uncharitable things about it. And I came back and tried a couple other times with that first season and never quite got into it. Until Rebels was really my gateway into Star Wars animation hardcore, because I fell in love with Rebels really hard. Uh, And then when Ahsoka came up, I was like, wait a second, I I know her. So I went back and started the Clone Wars. And by the time that you get to her leaving the Jedi Order, which I think is something that we all come at Ahsoka from different places here, I think that's going to be something we mention a lot tonight. You're going to hear a lot about that. Yeah, aspect that just floored me and i remember thinking like this is my favorite moment in any star wars ever because as someone who grew up and maybe similar but not exactly the same as alex in a very very religious situation being a queer kid um you know that was me is when you had to leave and realizing that uh some people are just gonna let you down and then coming to terms with that and i think that that's that's what ahsoka means to me in a lot of ways
1: yeah i'm gonna piggyback off of that too so i when the clone wars first came out i really wasn't sort of i guess ready for it um you know my i guess at the time my response would be that's not my clone wars because it you know i i grew up with jendy tartakov tartakovsky's clone wars and it was so well done. It was, I mean, like being a kid and watching that and then going to see Revenge of the Sith and made Revenge of the Sith for me a, a better movie. And so, um, yeah, the movie came out, the Clone Wars movie um, and all the animations and, and everything. And it wasn't until, um, what well, is twenty twenty now. It probably wasn't until um maybe like five or six years ago where I then came around and was like, you know, I've been hearing a lot about the Clone Wars and and Rebels and you know, I should just give it a shot. And so I yeah, I watched both series, uh, cried with all of all of them. Uh Ahsoka, I felt like in the same way that Candace mentioned, you know, sort of growing up with Ahsoka, uh, very much my experience as well. There's just so many different, it, it's hard to explain, I feel like. Like, I feel, I can't even really quite put words to it. It's, it's very deep and emotional because l- leaving the Jedi Order and confronting people of your past and Both of you have changed and gone in completely different directions. Um, There's just so much, so much with her there uh, that I can identify with. Um, And that brings us to this episode. And this is um, the first live action adaptation of Ahsoka. Um, I thought, I guess real quick, we'll just sort of get the aesthetics type questions out of the way first, you know. Uh, I thought she looked great. Um I was very, very I was like, oh, okay. Like I completely bought bought in to Rosario Dawson's depiction of Ahsoka. Um her look, um, just her demeanor. Um a small nitpicky thing was the Lake Coup or the Montrals, but um, you know, I mean let, they said it, I think, the other day, and uh, you know that's kind of what I guessed for practical reasons and effects reasons and and whatnot. It just didn't quite work out, and yeah. So, so what do we when Ahsoka first appears? W- w- you know, did she look? Did we buy into her appearance, um, Raven?
2: I don't know how my mute button works, probably. <clears throat> Apologies. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought from from as much as I know Ahsoka and and again, yeah. you know, like I say, I'm working my way through it, but it's not like I've only seen three episodes of the Clone Wars. I mean, I've, you know, gotten to know her. I felt like she had some of the physical movements down, some of the smaller physical movements that I think helped sell it. Um, <clears throat> yes, definitely. You know, the lake who were shorter. I agree. It. You know, it's for practical purposes. I think it benefits her in the sense of action and that kind of thing. Uh, But I do understand the concerns about it not looking appropriate because it is such a cultural, you know, thing or not cultural, but you know what I mean? Um, It's identifying. So it matters. But I think what we what we need to take from it is that they were trying to be able to give us a live action Ahsoka that would move and look and feel like the Ahsoka we know to a certain degree. Um, And and that was the the sacrifice that they decided to make. But, you know, at the same time, the people who are mad about it, like I get why they're mad and I think they're right. But to me, it's just kind of we're going to have to accept that she can't do everything that she could do in, you know, in animation. She just can't and she can't be everything that she was in animation. And she's not going to be able to be Ashley either. That's just the reality. I mean, and um, I, I think for me, that's what it was really about was coming to that accepting point of it's not going to be perfect. But having said that, I thought she had those little mannerisms down a lot of the little head ticks and the little movements I thought were really, really good. And I saw moments of snips in there. I saw moments of that fire, but it was very, very subdued. Um, As someone who lives with that fire raging, I can tell you that when I am quiet, people get concerned. Like, is everything okay? because it's just off, even if it's 10 minutes that I haven't said anything, they're like, are you okay? So I can see where there's concern there too. But I saw snippets of it. I saw snippets of that fire that we're used to with her. Um, and I don't know, I thought she did pretty well. And, and, you know, again, I'm the casual in the room, but I thought she did pretty well. I mean, accepting the reality. <laughs> She's not animated. She can't be exactly right.
1: Yeah, uh, Alex.
4: Um, I thought she looked fabulous. Actually, um, I understand like the issue with like them shorting the the, the coup. I hope I'm saying that right. I never can say that word right. Um, the headtails, but again with the stunt work and things like that, I understand why they couldn't have it long. To me, that didn't bother me. I mean, I thought she looked great. I thought. She adapted much better than I expected to from, you know, an animated cartoon character. Because in animation, you can kind of do whatever you'd like. Um, I thought she translated well to live action. Um, I don't know if anyone else noticed um, her headpiece. Sometimes around the face, it just looked a little special effect prop fakie. I don't know. Did, did anyone notice that kind of around the edges near her face? There was just something a little bit there. I was like, what? I mean like with the headband? The headband. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about, it looked a little like a cosplay. Just a little bit.
6: Yeah. I think it's because the, the way that the prosthetic piece is sitting on her forehead, it sometimes didn't ever look like it was laying flush.
4: flush.
6: Yes. Yeah. I noticed the same thing.
4: Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a little, that's a little weird. Um, and the show is very based on practical effects. Um, it is noticeable sometimes. I thought that was a little bit noticeable. Um, we got a lot more of her than I expected when they said, you know ahsoka tano i was like uh we're probably gonna have like a five minute cameo (laughs) um no immediately beginning in the episode we have ahsoka um i do kind of wish they had kept her in the shadows maybe at the beginning there just don't see her face right away until like maybe she meets din but no i thought she was fantastic um i thought she was maybe a little cold just a little bit um she did have her moments where i did see snips in there particularly when she was interacting with baby yoda and whenever she would smile it's just like okay there's ahsoka um i thought the voice was done well too it was like that's not yes. ashley but that does at least in tone and yes. mannerisms does sound like ahsoka
1: yeah the vocal tics especially after rewatching watching the episode i noticed was like oh okay like her inflection seemed to go along with almost how almost the inflection that Ashley would give Ahsoka. Uh, Yeah. Candice.
5: At first, I was kind of unsure of her portrayal, but then I remembered that this is like the longest in between that we've seen Ahsoka. Cause the last time in Canon we saw her was in the world between worlds when Ezra saves her and literally Vader, her brother tried to kill her. So, that probably changed her in a way. She thought she was going to be able to reach out to him. And then we don't know what she's been going through these past few years. So I thought of that and I figured, hey, this is Dave's character. Dave knows her better than anyone else. So there's probably more to this story. I did love the scene where she the a test with Goku and Den, And she says that thing about first. That was so Ahsoka. And I was like, yep. there she is. That's my girl right there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there something happened with her. I can't wait to find out. And I hope we get a rebel sequel soon. And she and Sabine can go on an adventure and find Ezra. Oh, Where's my Ezra?
4: Fingers crossed. Exactly. Where's my boy? <laughs> Thank Where's you. my flagella baby? <laughs> Where's my blueberry?
5: <laughs>
1: Protect we'll, him. <laughs> we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, that's of, going ahead. But yeah. Of the last towards the end of the episode (laughs) but we'll get there don't worry okay Uh, (laughs) emma
0: feelings um yeah i also thought that she looked great i mean as soon as i saw her mantras and her leku, like i was like okay they this is how it. this is the best they could do for you know practicality purposes so i gave them like i i i wasn't as like wound up by it as some people were um the thing that I loved and that I was really looking for were her sabers. The yes. props department did such a great job on her sabers. They were perfect. And it's obvious that they put a lot of thought into um, the visual effect of it and just making sure that it looked good on screen. Because its I'm sure it's not easy to shoot, something like that. Um, and also the tone of her skin, I found was they also did a good job on you know um i felt like they translated it well from animation where you you know as it's been mentioned before you can do pretty much anything to practical effects it can't be easy so i found that and the markings on her face like i was looking very carefully at those things and yeah yeah they they, they did such a good job like just visually yeah so those those are the things that i noticed about ahsoka
1: yeah, uh, re-watching again, I picked up on two very distinct uh, sound effects they used with uh, the lightsabers. Still figuring out one of them. I know I've heard it, uh, just can't put my finger on it yet. And then um, the other sound, similar hum to Kylo Ren's lightsaber, which was super cool. Um, yeah, Liv.
3: Uh, I thought Rosario looked beautiful as Ahsoka. I really just thought she looked great. I, I, same with the skin tone. Like, I thought it was spot on. I'm glad they didn't, like, overdo it with the orange, which I think could have been easy to do. Um, But I, like I thought... T. Yeah. Yeah, like Shakti. And speaking of Shakti, I wasn't bothered by the mantrals. I wasn't, like, looking at the episode like, oh, but... <laughs> i'll tell you when i saw shakti for the first time she was so captivating to me because of the long mantrals. and i automatically thought that like like wow this woman is like what wise and experienced just from that visual i got um and we see the progression we see ahsoka grow up and hers get longer so i did kind of i was i was disappointed because i'm like you have cgi they gave the Twilight in the last season long ones. Um, I just didn't really think there was an excuse, excuse but that's just me in a personal opinion. But I don't work in animation, so I don't know. Like I can just eat my own words at that point. <laughs> but but like um, but like over like it, I wasn't watching it. Like God, I wish it was longer. Like I'm not one of those people. Because um, I did think she looked beautiful, and it's just cool to see like a woman in live action, like a woman of color playing Ahsoka. And it's like, I can do that for cosplay. Like I can look for that as inspiration. And um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, I was like, I wish her, her mantras were like Shakti's cause Shakti's in Clone Wars, she was beautiful to me. Not, not so much in like the prequels, but like in Clone Wars, <laughs> in Clone yeah. Wars, she was gorgeous to me, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Real quick. Uh... Love that picture behind you.
6: Oh yeah, I've been thinking the same thing. <laughs>
3: my Skeletor.
1: Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's Badass. my
3: mood every day. That is my mood. I wake up. I can hear like... that photo. I can hear yeah. that yep. art. Same. I can hear so, it. Someone Perfect. drew it. I got it at a. I like a convention. Really? So, that's just, awesome. Yeah. It nice. was All these pictures are like hand drawn. I don't know if he traced them or what, but they're really good. And they are. Yeah,
6: they are. But
3: thank you. But I I wish I could read his signature to give him the props he deserves, but I can't read it.
1: (laughs) It's the thought that counts. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, and Ben. So,
6: I'm I'm gonna try not to just echo what a bunch of other like fantastic people have already said because uh, I had a lot of similar opinions (laughs) with it. I I want to point out something that Emma said when she was on our show about when Bo Katan showed up is that we both had a very similar reaction when the helmet came off of being like, oh, it's like so, seeing someone that you've known and it's a friend that's there and that you immediately recognize them and you're on board and you're ready to go. With Ahsoka, and I, I do actually feel like this was an intentional choice, that with the even the way that she was shot and then the characterization, there's that moment of you look at her, but you also stand back a little bit. It's like seeing someone you haven't seen in a long time, but you're not positive what's going on with them. Like we haven't we haven't texted, you haven't called in a while. Like, are you still you? <laughs> like, what exactly is going on? As far as like her actual visual portrayal, I think Rosario looked great. The like the Montrals, they they're they're fine. I I'm, I'm not super picky when you're adapting between different genres because she looks different in Clone Wars than she does in Rebels, because it's different art styles. I do wish that the Montrals went up and forward just a little bit. Because I think from the side and profile, I think they look fantastic. Uh, from the front, they're very, very short and remind me of the end of Clone Wars. But that's nitpicky and has nothing to do with anything as far mm. as like the quality of it. I love her costume adaptations. I love her samurai pants and her little toe shoes. Yes. Yes, the, yes. the, the way toe that, shoes
2: were the thing.
6: And I was watching it last night before I went to bed because this is how I put myself to sleep in my 30s. Um, And the way that it kind of corsets and gathers in the back, her belt is also very samurai. Like this was Dave Filoni coming in and wanting to do every Akira Kurosawa movie all in one. Like it's a very (laughs) intentional choice on her. And I think it's also, excuse me, I think it's also supposed to tell us a little bit of where her character is in that moment. And we just haven't quite figured out where she is in her story.
1: Relating to that. And um, Canis also hinted at it as well do we think that she maybe part of how she acts and behaves in this episode um, relates to maybe the possibility of her having felt either Anakin come back to the light side or his passing we think
4: I got scared for a second. Everything went black <laughs> on my screen. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I
1: was no. like, oh God, you we're, said we're the going magic down words. First.
4: <laughs> That scared me. Oh God. Okay. But I, I did, that was like one of my first thoughts. I was like, okay, based on where we are in the time period, I was like, okay, what is she feeling right now? What is she going through? I mean, I mean, she sensed him like even in Rebels, like when she faced Vader, she knew that was Anakin. So I'm curious, like, if they'll go into that or she'll go into that a little more because that's something I very much want to see. So I kind of hope they go into that or she discusses her feelings on that.
1: Candace. I think she
5: knows. I think he probably came by as a forest ghost and was like, Hey Snips, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I messed up, but (laughs) I think she is probably wary. And I feel like she also knows about Luke wanting to restart the order. So she's just got her guard up on future Jedi. And I mean, that was her brother. And he betrayed everything that she believed in. So she's very wary. But she did seem happy to talk about Yoda, which was interesting. So it's, it's complex.
1: Yeah. It's she, very complex. <laughs> I, not- I noticed that in the episode too. She s- smiles. And then also there's a reaction from Grogu. Like he turned he's like mm-hmm. oh i know that guy he yeah. he looks like me <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: is he my daddy we don't know i literally maybe.
4: stood up during the episode and i was like that's his kid well maybe not but it, it needs to be his kid <laughs> i think i scared my friend she was like you don't know that i'm like no oh, you but... went on oh, you,
6: yeah you accidentally muted yourself
4: <laughs> never mind <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
5: Oh, I thought you were going to mute yourself because you were going to like shout really loudly.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I did that plenty during the
4: episode.
1: Uh, Liv, you looked like you were in deep thought about this question.
3: Yeah, I was. I was trying to find my, like, I got like 50 tabs open. And then,
1: <sighs> so I'm like, which one's
3: my Zencaster to unmute? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, uh, it's so hard. Like, cause I, so like the first time I was like, she seems so stiff. Like what's her jam. And then I rewatched the episode and I I thought about that too. Like maybe she just has closure and like, she doesn't need to be so emotional. Like she never was emotional. You never see, like, you never really see her just like lose it, lose it. So I don't know why I was expecting that. (laughs) Maybe cause I lost it in season seven of Clone (laughs) Wars. Um, but. Yep. So like I don't know. I definitely think I think that she knows. Like I think she knows of Anakin's passing and like somehow like him he probably came to her and um she's she's at peace with it. And but she's also like you weren't the only part of the Jedi order. Like the Jedi order was a system. So it's 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 like I think Ahsoka knows that it's much bigger than Anakin. So she probably was like I don't want to like I don't want to do things the way I've been taught to do them because I know that it didn't work. And so, yeah, I can't really like articulate what I'm trying to say right now, but like, um, I, I do think it's like this sense of like closure and wisdom from her situation, her story, uh, that explains kind of like the way she was, she was like with meeting the child and like how she was in the episode.
1: Yeah. Emma, your thoughts?
0: Um, I think she definitely did have some communion with Anakin, like, um, I mean, I would be really surprised if he hadn't made an effort to appear to her, talk to her about, you know, the last time they saw each other. Um, I feel like I just keep thinking about how deeply they connected when they were Padawan and Master and how many things they had in common, and I wonder if that ever, like, haunted if that, if that ever haunted Ahsoka to know about the path that Anakin took and how, how much of himself people kept telling her that they saw in her. I, 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 I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I would love to hear uh, her thoughts on that. On like how, how much, how, because I mean, people kept telling, people kept telling them how similar they were to each other. Like it's, it's in yeah. the text, <laughs> <laughs> as Brian likes to make fun of me for saying, you know? And and I, I feel like that was part of, I feel like that was part of her horror at their confrontation too, of thinking about all the things they had in common and the path that they shared. And this is where she ends up and this is where he ends up.
5: I think the difference is that she left the order. So she had that freedom. So she knows like she's not kind con- she doesn't have all those rules to about attachments and morality and stuff like that about the Jedi. So she, she does know that she's outside of that.
0: Yeah. It was like she could take those qualities and channel them in a healthy way. Whereas Anakin was forced to channel, like he couldn't sublimate them in a healthy way. It was all dysfunctional because he was still living under the yoke of the Jedi path. Yeah. What I love about
3: the
5: end of Clone Wars is that it's, Rex and Ahsoka's attachment to each other that saves both of them while all the Jedi masters are just killed Mm -hmm. straight up. Like, and yeah, the one thing that they tell you not to do, but Rex was able to fight through the programming because of his friendship with Ahsoka.
0: Yep. And that, and it goes to, and it also speaks to the greater theme in Ahsoka's character, like in her arc about how how defying convention is her salvation.
1: Exactly. So your conversation, I just thought of this. Um I just noticed how literally um and this I don't yeah, I don't know how quite to put words to it, but they like Ahsoka is almost they with her and Anakin, they share a similar path but totally different at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because just talking about her Ahsoka and Rex, um you know she was able to save the one she loved. Yes. Whereas, yeah, Anakin, c- perhaps caught like directly caused his loved one to die, and so there's. If just- he wasn't
5: in the order, he would not have gone dark. If he had left, like when she left, mm-hmm. she would yeah. be now anti Ahsoka to Leia and Luke. Everything would be chill. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Um. So this is a huge, a pr- a pretty huge moment. Um. In representation for you know black, indigenous and women of color. Um. Do we do we think maybe? So me personally, and I forget who mentioned it earlier, but um. I totally thought we weren't going to get a lot of Ahsoka in this episode, but right from the get go, they are like. Here she is. And so even though I thought we got more than I was expecting or anticipating, we think they could have done or given Ahsoka or, or Rosario even more in this episode. They could have done more with, with her. Um,
5: Can I just say, like, yes, yeah. it's great that she is on screen, but she's, again, she's playing an alien. So it's not quite like representation. Yes. We we need very, yes. actual like people <laughs> in it as well. And that's just like how I feel and like there's there's been a lot of talk about that and yes. <laughs> lately and just something I'm very tuned into with um with the talk of like Sabine possibly who's going to play her and who's going to play this character and stuff like that. It's like that stuff matters
1: absolutely nothing and thank you for bringing that up um yeah do we th- do we think they could have given rosario more to do here, or ahsoka more to do um cuz this sort of ties into i think for some people she may have come across as cold maybe emotionless in some moments um very like one track minded and for me, I think the more I thought about the portrayal of Ahsoka in this episode, and sort of how different she was in this episode, the more I thought if it's possible that her depiction here played into any racial stereotypes, particularly of black women women in film or TV.
3: Um, I didn't think that, like. I didn't get that because I was more so saying, like, oh shit, she's a ninja. <laughs> uh, or how, how are we uncussing on cussing on the show, by the way? Oh, no, oh, no, we this is fucking <laughs> curse I, I all should the have time.
6: prefaced okay. it. I'm so sorry. Okay. Normally we go through and tell everybody that we fucking swear all the goddamn time. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, good. That's yes. The <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> but Rosario
5: isn't black. <laughs> and she, I mean, again, the whole aliens as other I hate that so much yes I just yes. growing up with like the prequel trilogy and like my fa- my Asian father is saying like yeah. oh those Newt Gingrich was super racist you know like doing yeah. that accent and stuff like that that stayed with me as a child but this is Din's story this is Mando's story so of course we're not going to have a whole lot of Ahsoka we're not going to have a whole lot of any character she was there as much as Cobb Vance was
4: um i agree with candace and kind of to add on um something to what she said um two things one yes it is din's story and i think that is a concern for me i think we got actually kind of a perfect amount of ahsoka i think it's a little more than i expected so i'm glad it wasn't just like a two-second cameo boba fett hi bye um so i liked that um But it is Den's story. And then to kind of go back what um, she said, kind of some of the racial stereotypes in Star Wars. Um, I am Latinx. I am uh, half Cuban. Um, Very proud of that. And of course, Den being Pedro Pedro Pascal, who is Latinx. Um, And then having a Latinx on screen. And yes, he is the main character, but he is hiding his face. Um, And then, of course, Poe Dameron, and they ended up stereotyping him which oh my goodness i got enough of that as a kid for being cuban they're like oh do your parents sell drugs i'm like wow (laughs) um my nickname was uh castro of course um (laughs) but yeah kind of just to add on to that it's like yes um she is a woman of color and that's amazing and please more of that but i agree with what you're saying she is an alien um and we do need actual like. People of color, different gender identities yeah. um, etc, actually in Star Wars and actually shown on screen
2: Raven yes, uh, very frequently um, we are painted different colors, which is frustrating um, that wasn't uh, that didn't enter my mind in this particular situation um, simply because of who the character is um, and I think. The reason why is because for me personally, she is absolutely not stereotypical. There's nothing stereotypical about her. And so putting her in that situation where, yeah, I can see, you know, she's an alien. So again, you're hiding us behind. But at the same time, if you're going to stick me in a damn stereotype, at least make me at the higher echelon of said stereotype, you know, um, is, is the way I look at it, you know, I'll take the small wins if I can get them and fight for the big ones. Um, but, but yeah, I, I thought I, I didn't get that. That wasn't the vibe that I got. Um, I didn't feel, uh, regarding what we talked about originally and what Liv was saying, I, I didn't feel mm-hmm. that she was feeding into a stereotype of black women by her behavior because honestly, when you say things, not you, but anybody. And it's very true right, right, when right. you say things like being cold, um, you know, icy, so on and so forth. It's like, I don't want to break anybody's heart, but that's, that's not a stereotype about black women. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> cold is not usually a word that is, you know, ascribed unless you're doing something right. Um, and, and uh, you know, as as a as a you know generally speaking pretty non empathetic very Vulcan kind of person in my own life I can tell you that's absolutely not stereotypical so that never hit me that way but I can see where that's it's a legitimate yeah. question but for me um, I think in both cases we got the best that we could Ahsoka was always going to have you know full on face paint and the whole you know the whole bit so we we're gonna have to deal with that but. um, She's playing a strong character, a capable character, a character who's clearly gone through some stuff and is still standing. And you can't get anywhere unless you're doing that. So I say start there, you know. That's my...
1: <laughs> We've mentioned a few times that, you know, we're not quite sure where she's at in her life at this point, um, that she's definitely, you know, been around the gamut and her, you know, perhaps her views have changed or just um, she's maybe become a little bit more thoughtful and not so reactionary as she was in the first couple seasons of the Clone Wars. Um, Did we think that this Ahsoka, that obviously it's Ahsoka, but did we think that this was Ahsoka and consistent with her character or did we think that um did we sort of feel that like we got a curveball in any way shape or form and that you know maybe because of bringing ahsoka to a wider audience that we couldn't get as deep with her as we would have liked uh let's start with emma
0: Yeah, that's right, because you tailor-made this question for me. (laughs) Because you saw my ranting in the the G-chat, and you, and yeah, I've already talked about this on Pink Milk. So, okay, my initial impression of this portrayal of Ahsoka was I was extremely disappointed. It did not match up with what I was expecting at all. I did not get any pushback from her on the idea that the, child should follow a jedi path and she didn't talk at all about the problematic nature of the jedi way which led her to leave the order in you know as part of her own journey and i was anticipating all of those things because i am a fuck the jedi type of person (laughs) 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 and i was really looking forward to being vindicated um and that didn't happen And I had a really strong reaction initially. And then I had some time to reflect and think about the fact that this, um, number one, like, as I said on Pink Milk, like, Dave Filoni knows Ahsoka better than I know Ahsoka. So just because the portrayal of her wasn't the one that I was expecting and it wasn't the aspects of her that I admire the most and that that are the closest to my heart, it doesn't mean that it wasn't a true representation of her or it wasn't a representation of like an an honest and authentic aspect of who Ahsoka is. Um, And yeah, so I, I accept that that, that what, what we got on this episode of Mandalorian was um, it was a part of Ahsoka. It was an aspect of her and it represents where she is right now in her life journey. And also people had mentioned beforehand the fact that the perspective of this show is third-person limited, which means that everyone that we meet is through, like, we see them through Din's filter. So, and as, you know, Brian has mentioned many times on Pink Milk as well, which is a very, very true thing about Ahsoka is that she always puts others before herself. So when she is presented with this person who's looking for a Jedi, if he needs a Jedi, she's going to be a Jedi for him. Because she serves others before her own interests. That's an important part of her. And I, I, um, I feel that this portrayal was honoring that aspect of Ahsoka.
6: Is it okay if I build on something real quick before we go? Cause I, I want to make sure that mostly we're giving airtime to all these amazing women and non-binary people that we have with us tonight. But I've been thinking about this all night and I just really want to get it in. Cause Emma built up the perfect segue for it. So, I think a lot of us had that reaction that she's—it seemed very unusual. She seemed a little more distant and cold than what we anticipated. Uh, and at first, I didn't have a, a major negative reaction to the episode. I'm maybe in the minority of kind of like my Twitter feed because I follow a lot of really aggressive Ahsoka fans, and some people had a really rough time with it. Uh, to the point of where I had to have a full conversation with Maria. About like, am I stupid? Like, do I just not understand what's going on? Like, am I a bad person? Because I didn't get it. But on kind of further reflection with it, I think that every time that we have seen Ahsoka before, we've seen her in the Clone Wars and then we saw her in Rebels. Every time we're reintroduced to that character, there's a gap and there's something different about her than the last time that we saw her. So the last time that we saw in the Clone Wars before Season 7 came back was her walking away from the Order. And then the first time we see her again in Rebels, now she seems like things are going really well as maybe she's ascended in some way. And so we're trying to figure out who she is now. And then she has her arc. So with her appearing in The Mandalorian, I think this is chapter one of Ahsoka's story again. And I think it's intentionally set up as a feature, not a bug, to throw us off. And one of the reasons that I think that that's the case is specifically the way that she was introduced by Bo-Katan follow me this gets very stupid but (laughs) when we're told that she's we're going to find her we're specifically told that we will find Ahsoka Tana on the forest moon of Corvus we did find a forest moon but it was not the forest moon that we imagined when we thought about it that is a desolate forest moon and we saw Ahsoka but she's also not the Ahsoka that we thought we were going to find there either and I think that those two things are intentional thematic I think that we will find out more of where she is personally and what's kind of going on with her whether she's Coming off of dealing with trauma with her relationship with Anakin, or maybe we're working towards that closure. I'm not certain, but I do think this was made to throw us off a little bit as fans. But that's just my take.
5: Okay, we're gonna go in deep because Ahsoka is my second favorite character after Sabine, but that's mostly because she she represents <laughs> she's the first time. But yeah, but also because she's an awesome character. Okay, so she never says yes or no that she's a Jedi. Also, Din is a stranger. Why would she open her heart? This is like something that she needs to find Rex and talk about. Not like some random Mando that Bo-Katan sent to her. And she does tell him that he shouldn't be trained. But she also is the one person who understands why having a choice is so important. And she gives Grogu the choice. She says straight up, like, Put him on this temple thing, he will either choose to become a Jedi or he will not. She is giving him the choice, which was something she didn't have until she was like convicted of murder. (laughs) So it's something very important.
2: And also the military isn't for everybody, but for some people it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. I would die in the conformity of the military. But it doesn't mean that it wouldn't be fantastic for someone else, you know. So even though I know that it would kill me within five minutes, (laughs) I know that there are people I know who I would be like, you know what you should do? You should think about going into the military. (laughs) And it's not because of anything bad. It's just there are certain personality types. Okay. I was born a princess Leia. Do not tell me what to do. So like <laughs> the idea of me jumping in and being, you know, a, a, a member of the military is just so antithetical to the person that I am. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just not my glass slipper. Okay. My glass slipper is a little bit more, you know, boardroom and bar brawls depending on the day.
5: (laughs) Yeah. The whole story, this whole series is not about Ahsoka. Ahsoka's just helping it go along. The whole story is about a single dad trying the best he can in the galaxy. They both are like traumatized beings and just trying to find and make a family. Yeah. And so, Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm indifferent uh, to the portrayal. I prepared myself though, because I knew I'm like, Ahsoka means so much to me. I will feel something, but again trust in the dave it's my motto
1: (laughs) alex you had something you wanted to say
4: it does feel odd that again i know it's not the ahsoka show it's it's the mandalorian and it's it's about din and and um go girl (laughs) i will never be able to say that correctly ever um I always think of Goku for some reason <laughs> to anybody that gets the anime references.
1: That's I'm what so sorry. I thought anyway, I said the first time.
4: Um, I did too. I was like, Goku, why what? did they use that? I was like, no, not Goku, please. Um, but it does, whether they explore that, you know, more of a Soka story in the Mandalorian or some kind of spinoff, which I have a feeling is definitely coming some down someday down the road. Um, I don't think they cast a live action Ahsoka just for, you know, a few minutes. I'm pretty sure. Oop, kitty cat. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I see cats. I'm like, cats. Um, Yeah, I'd, it is weird, though, for her to have gone through what she's been through and got the opportunity and the, made the decision to leave. And then you have Din, who, again, I can also relate to both characters where he's been... Indoctrinated in this, you know, religion, and Ahsoka got away from it, and then you have, you know, a child. And yes, she did, you know, suggest that he have the choice. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, you've seen what this does, and she actually mentioned what it does. I'm like, say something. I mean, it's it feels weird that she didn't say something or bring it up. And she kind of did because again, she said, "What happens to the best of us," and I've seen what it, you know, does to a fully trained Jedi Knight. But at the same time, I'm like, that's not enough. I'm like, you have, and again, they might go into that more further. Trust Dave and Dave, we trust. But I, I kind of agree very much with Emma's point on that because I'm like, that just, I, I would say something if I were in her shoes. I'd be like, I think I'd go into a little more detail.
1: <laughs> yeah, be like yeah.
4: just there's too many red flags here to, you know, let him get into that. But again, uh, it is his choice, I suppose. But at the same time, it is a child. At the same time, it's like I don't know if he knows what he's getting into.
5: I think she I, wants like sense. Din to realize, "Hey, you're his dad now." He has to come to that conclusion on himself, and that they're a clan of two, they're a family. She's just trying to show him. And I think if they get to the temple, and Goku, Goku is like, <laughs> "I choose you." <laughs> <laughs> and they'll realize so, well yeah. i think she doesn't like telling people what to do because i mean she had to deal with that for like the first 17 years of her life for
2: that i think too the the one thing i i, I keep hearing that I, that I keep wanting to say is you know we're talking about you know anakin freaking skywalker like she was his padawan <laughs> yeah but you guys remember that din only just heard about jedi he doesn't know who they are mm-hmm he might not actually know that Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader are the same thing. He may actually not know. So again, we're, you know, we have to think, you know, a little forward thinking, you know, trust the Dave, of course, but remember, well, okay. Remember might be a strong word for it, but there was a time when Luke I am your father was big news. And so the idea Mm -hmm. of Ahsoka saying, I've seen it happen. I've seen it go so horribly wrong but not specifying who or what you know I know we you know we're in the loop we're into the secret but the new people coming in imagine what it's going to be like for them down the road as they've become introduced to all of this and they start to learn who Ahsoka is and what she went through with Anakin against Anakin following Anakin You know, and again, I know that we don't want to sit here and just be like, well, it was good enough for the random fan who's never seen, you know, Clone Wars. We don't want to continually accept that. But at the same time, we're in on the joke. And the person sitting next to us on the couch who's never watched Star Wars before, who's learning it for the first time, is going to get that Luke, I am your father moment when suddenly they're notified that, hey, by the way, (laughs) you know, not them necessarily, but maybe Din being notified. because again. He didn't know what Jedi were. And I don't think... I still don't think he does. Not really.
5: (laughs) No. And no one... According to Blood Ties, at least, no one knows that Vader and Anakin are the same person except, like, Leia, Luke, and Han. Right. Even -hmm. even Ben didn't realize until it got out. Exactly. So, yeah. It's, like, not common knowledge. And what Ahsoka Mm -hmm. knows, obviously. But, yeah. Again... (laughs) hard it's something hard to talk about <laughs> I mean, It is. <laughs> it
2: is it is but i think it's i think it's i think that all of those points are valid but we also have to remember you know those extra side moments too
1: live you have a lot to say
3: yeah like we were talking in the discord earlier me and uh uh raven or like just us girls and um just us girls i don't know what i just said that <laughs> but um but like i was saying too like oh well maybe because like i wasn't a kid when i saw the like i didn't grow up with the original trilogy being my being my jam i mean like i watched the original trilogy but it was like i wasn't alive in the 70s growing up with that as my star wars um the prequels were my were like my my first intro to star wars so my point being is that that like i I need to kind of put myself in the shoes of the people whose original Yoda and Obi-Wan were in the original trilogy, not the sequels. I mean, prequels. And then like, Mm -hmm. like, so maybe I need to like, maybe that was my, my issue with Ahsoka was like, my original Ahsoka was, was like in Clone Wars. And that was like how I grew to love Ahsoka. So when I saw it live action, maybe it just didn't, I'm not saying I hated it or like whatever, but maybe it just didn't hit me that it, it just hit different because like, I didn't grow up with that in a sense. So um, that's more so I think like the more accurate way after thinking for a few days, like why that came off the way it did to me.
2: When we were talking about it, the the example that I used was when someone says, Obi-Wan, I don't picture Ewan McGregor. Mm -hmm. He's Alec Guinness to me. (laughs) And anybody who knows me knows just how much I love Ewan McGregor. So it's not like I don't Several love Ewan McGregor. <laughs> and I love Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal Obi-Wan. I, 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 zero complaints except that we don't have enough of him. But when you say Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think Alec Guinness. Because I that's who Obi-Wan is to me. So I can completely get my mind around the idea that this isn't my Ahsoka. And here are the reasons why. And it's just like, that's perfectly valid. It's perfectly valid, but this is the best we can do. (laughs) And it's like,
3: Ashley is like the, the brings so much soul to who Ahsoka is. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm looking forward to Rosario doing that. I I'm, I'm really looking forward to that journey with her. So
2: I just wanted to end that on a positive note for me. (laughs) And, and how cool has Ashley been about this whole thing too?
5: Yeah, but how passionate Ashley is about Clone Wars and about Ahsoka, mm-hmm. so that's something too. But like, she is all for this, and she's being very positive, and I think that will help some fans who are like, not my Ahsoka, you know.
1: I love how you brought up live the Yoda analogy, and same with Raven with Obi Wan and old Ben, and because yeah, like the last time we see Yoda, he's like this, like. I'm just going to say like he was he's like a very emotionalist just like rock of a human not human he's not a human being but like of a being um that has feelings and just like doesn't really quite feel them and then you have you like in empire strikes back like he's on- <laughs> he's totally almost crazy like just like fucking around with Luke. He's like He's like, been on just... there
5: for two decades.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's been by it's himself like a Star Wars episode of Punk. And um and Don't I Don't think... you
6: dare do that to poor Yoda.
5: <laughs> well, like okay, what Yoda do you think about? Do you think about the Muppet or do you think about the CGI yeah. Flippy Yoda? Ex- exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. And so uh, <laughs> So I think that's I think that's a great analogy here. I think Also, too, going back to this whole Jedi thing, um, you know the the chapter title is called "The Jedi." Um, Everyone refers to Ahsoka as a Jedi and calls her that to her face. Um, She doesn't deny it, but she also doesn't accept it either. And so, the way that I took this, um, and this is my theory and um this is sort of what makes sense to me because this has been my experience is that um as a non-binary and trans person um someone who doesn't identify as a man but i look like a man um i look like a cis straight guy and so depending on the crowd i'm in depending on Which room I go into, depending on the people I'm around or who I'm with, um, people will describe me or say he, him. Um, And it's, I can't really explain what it's like being misgendered, Um, but there's just like a jolt going through my body. But in certain situations, um, I don't correct people because to me, it's a matter sometimes of life and death and um sometimes also it's just easier to be seen that way and not have to explain or get on a super deep level to someone I'm probably may never even see again and just happen to come an acquaintance with for a couple minutes at a time and so I think that's what's going on here with the Ahsoka I think that she's letting people think she's a jedi i think she's not correcting them because i think she's and I, again i think this is because of where she's at in her life um she she doesn't she doesn't have to deny or accept it to other people like sh- she knows her truth and it's hers and hers alone and she still has autonomy in whether or not You know, she can disclose that information with other people or not. And so, in the moment in Rebels, when she says, I am no Jedi, it's a very emotional phrase. And it's a very powerful thing because she's saying it to someone who brought her into the ways of the Jedi. And she didn't see again, you know, the last time she saw him was as a Jedi, at least how they presented in Through the Clone Wars and Rebels. You know her last experiences uh in her life with him were when he was still a jedi knight and so i think and it was mentioned earlier too like we're seeing this is we're seeing this through the lens of din and he's i think also too it's because of the casual fans I think uh they're trying to introduce ahsoka in a way that's literally the simplest way possible. And if you now that she's out there, if you want to know more about her, then you can watch the Clone Wars and Rebels like you should have done. (laughs) Um and I think it was just like I imagine they had a very, very long conversation about how to introduce Ahsoka. And I imagine they were just like, well, maybe less is better or less is more rather. And I think that's what happened here and also i i think and i didn't start to think about this until today but i think the chapter title is a red herring to be honest because it's called the jedi and ahsoka while she explains what the force is in the ways we've heard jedi explain the force uh sometimes that's just like the easiest way to explain things it especially If we're relating this to religion, sometimes the best way is just how it was written in a religious book or something or how a priest or rabbi or someone might uh, explain something. Sometimes that's just the easiest way for people to understand and grasp certain concepts. And um, she never agrees to taking in Grogu and she never outright says like, yeah, okay, like I'll do that if you help me with this thing. Um, She kind of leads him on. And, um, you know, I think it's not so much what's being said, but what's not being said. I think that was just like a really roundabout conversation. Too long of a conversation for me to get to that point. It's just like, it's not what's being said, it's what's not being said. And she doesn't say she's a Jedi. She says there are people who are Jedi. Could and would take Grogu in if that's what he wishes. If he goes to this place and he does that thing, um, I yeah, just, she doesn't like, say she doesn't I say I'll, I'll go,
5: vomited. I'll come and get him, that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, she doesn't say I'll call him. Yeah, ahead. I word vomited. So what does everyone else? <laughs> yeah, about? be like
3: I'll be waiting. I'll keep an ear out. Yep, my cells on. And I really love that we're getting like. Like, she's alluding to choice because these kids are taken when they can't make a choice. Yes. It's a cult. (laughs) Exactly, It's a cult, just like Din. That's what I love is, like, both
5: Din and Grogu were taken by a cult, really. And -hmm. they both are sufferers from Clone Wars. So they have all this stuff in common. And Din right now has a chance to make a choice, too, because he's realizing I was raised in a cult. (laughs) Yeah. So it's both exactly. of them. Again, getting a, a mo- moving through their trauma and uh-huh. choosing what they want out of life and yeah, It's r- really deep
1: <laughs> for yep. something
5: with an adorable baby Yoda puppet.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alex, what do you have to say?
4: Um kind of add on to kind of the fact that Ahsoka doesn't like correct people even though she's like constantly labeled or or called a Jedi and just kind of the whole, um, theme of like Mandalorian is definitely something I can relate to. Um, especially like, again, I think Ahsoka is actually kind of a perfect fit for the show. And I think she's, I think it's good that Din met her because again, she's somebody that's been through something kind of similar and then was able to, to walk away from it. Um, and he's, he's getting there hopefully. um, but yeah, but like what you said earlier with the, um, I like that perspective as a, a non-binary person, how she's always labeled as a Jedi, and that's constantly, like, I can think of maybe a handful of people, ironically, within this, like, Star Wars community that actually, like, um, use and respect my pronouns and, I mean, in my workplace, just I haven't even come out of my workplace because it's it's just pointless and I'll have I have LGBTQ uh, people in my workplace but there's gay people in my workplace that are like transphobic I'm like why <laughs> but so I'm yeah. just like and then working I work with a lot of computers and zoom calls and stuff like that and just everybody they're like well your voice is a girl <laughs> you know things like that so I I definitely relate to I don't know. Just your perspective on that was, was like, yes, amen.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, I think um, I totally just lost my train of thought.
5: The
4: cat has opinions.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's the cat have to say?
2: Um, Every time I say it, just want to be like, he's, he's forever trying to just break into things. Arsene, please.
5: <laughs> so, like, Grogu. Oh,
2: do you want to be on camera? Boy. Is that your thing? <laughs> Leave the microphone. Alone. Like, he was after the camera. He's after the microphone. I'm like, okay, you need to get down. But he wants attention now. That's why he's just being annoying. He's like, mom, I have things to say. None of them have to do with anything you want to talk about. Um, I did, I did want to throw in there too. Um, something that um I've been thinking about um, regarding the Din not being as well versed with Jedi he may not, in in that same vein, not realize that by referring to Ahsoka as a Jedi, that he is, in fact, possibly saying something not true, um, you know, without meaning, you know, without being aware of it. Um, And again, that's not me making excuses for people being stupid. But again, it's just an idea that we have to, that we need to be aware of, is that he doesn't even know that he's, maybe putting on a label that means something, you know what I mean? Cause I mean, let's be honest here. You say the word sorcerer and that in itself sort of has negative connotations in our, mm-hmm. you know, in our time, because it means, yeah. you know, Looney tunes, crazy person, uh, <laughs> which is not true, but you know what I mean? <laughs> and so from his point of view, especially now with this realization of being, you know, children of the watch, it's like, well, are they a cult too? you know, of a cult of sorcerers. And, you know, so I think he's just a little bit, you know, unaware when it comes to things like that. But, um, but I agree, too, that um, there are times when you just have to deal with people. and, And sometimes it's easier not to correct people's, you know, mistaken impressions, because it's just not worth it. You know, it's not worth the drama that's going to come from it, but it shouldn't be like that, you know. It shouldn't have to be something that you have to decide whether or not you want to stand up for yourself today or if you want to make it a, you know. It just shouldn't be like that, is my point.
5: The only the only people that we see Ahsoka tell that she's not a Jedi, even though she has lightsabers, and lots of people assume lightsabers equals Jedi, is Vader, and she also tells Ezra and Kanan, who are fellow Jedi. And those are the people that, like, kind of matter to understand like she was trying to I think make Kanan feel better he's like I didn't complete my training and he's like well I'm not even a Jedi (laughs) so that kind of thing
1: yeah do we think that by her not actually no 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 you go (laughs) um do we think by Ahsoka not outright saying I am no Jedi like is that a mistake or do we feel like in some ways that like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say like a mischaracterization, but does it seem kind of out of place at all?
5: What if, what if she is a Jedi at this point? What if in, in another point of view, and, um, from a certain point of view, we found out that Yoda has a lot of regrets, which of course he would. But he is realizing like the order didn't change nine 800 years. He's realizing like they weren't the right kind of Jedi. But we see Kanan and we see Ahsoka and in my mind, those are like the best Jedi we have seen on screen because they do love, but they are also able to control their emotions and they use their attachments for the best. So what if she's like, well, I'm not part of a Jedi order, but I am a Jedi. We don't know what happened in those past few years. We don't.
6: And also building on that too, all of her old masters have now joined the force. And we know that Ahsoka's natural abilities in the Force, is she's much more tied to it than anyone we've ever seen before in these stories. We also don't
5: know about Morai and the daughter. There's Mm -hmm. so much we don't know.
6: But the last time that she was in a situation that we saw on screen, where she would have communed with the Force ghost of one of her former masters, was in Rebels, when she and Yoda, they don't exchange words. Mm -hmm. But even though it's animated, there's a fantastic, little facial expression on Yoda where you know that that is just a face of like regret. Like he knows he messed this child up and he's come to terms with that in some ways. And so I wonder if there's been more communion since then.
5: You get bored being a force ghost. You talk to people, right?
6: (laughs) (laughs) He burnt a tree on fire. Yeah. Well, he's he's got to do what he's got to do to pass the time.
5: (laughs) Yeah. We know he has so much regret about Ahsoka because like in his, in the Clone Wars, the nightmare he has. She comes back up and yeah, that smile. And the fact that she smiles when she's talking about him, like it's very nostalgic and happy. So things happen. We don't know what they are yet, but hopefully we'll find out. And Dave, we trust.
2: Yes. I think Um, in this case, it's okay to, it's okay to trust Dave.
5: I
0: I would love to see that by the way. I would love to, I mean, for all of my like ideas about how the Jedi order is messed up. Uh, And they and nobody knows how to live. Um, (laughs) I feel like not wrong. (laughs) I, I feel like I would honestly, I would love to see the category of Jedi expand to be someone who is just like a Force adept and who like can navigate the living Force and manipulate the living Force. Like that would be amazing if that definition of Jedi, you know, became like, was the predominant one in the Star Wars universe. I would love to see that. And I, I also would find it very rewarding to see Ahsoka go on a spiritual journey where she feels she's, she's brought to a place through experience where she feels comfortable taking on the label of Jedi, and it has meaning. That would I would find that to be so beautiful.
5: Can't you see her and Ezra going down a different path than Luke? Mm-hmm. And yes. changing what it is to be a Jedi just by who knows again what happened to Ezra?
1: He's Exa- my little well,
5: <laughs> He's been out there for a while.
1: So a couple things. Um first, I would love to see like Ezra and Ahsoka do their own new thing, um, redefining what it is and means to be a Jedi. But also And I mentioned this, too, the last time uh, Emma was on here was I would have, like, hopefully there can be some kind of, like, um, I don't know, maybe we could get, like, from a certain point of view for, like, Traws or The Last Jedi, like, 40 years from now. But, like, I would have loved to see Ahsoka, either in Rebels or now, meet with The Last Jedi, Luke. Like uh-huh. the end, the end of The Last Jedi, Luke, because they would have like set the galaxy on fire. Totally. Um,
6: it's my headcanon and it's it's very one of those like personally fan fiction kind of headcanons that will never happen, but it makes my heart happy. Now that we know that she's been to the world between worlds and maybe because of her connection to the force, she has access to that. I'd really love to imagine that when people like Luke and Leia passed over, that Ahsoka was there to greet them. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. And I was just going to say, like, I, I feel like if anyone is going to is going to revolutionize what like the Jedi path could mean, it will be Ahsoka because yes. we have because she is the only person who is alive at this point in the um like or I mean, she feels like the only person who could be alive who has been to Mortis and has traveled the world between worlds. And and as I've mentioned before, like the fact that she can travel the world between worlds, and she has that Ahsoka the White, um, aspect to her, it kind of makes time go sort of wibbly wobbly for her. Like she has Mm -hmm. some flexibility; she has plausible flexibility within the story about her popping up at different points in the timeline, and that can be explained to us by the fact that she can travel the world worlds and travel through time, like literally.
1: Also, and I'm gonna give some props to this to Candice for helping put this thought into my mind because number one like yeah sometimes it's just a simple question of like well yeah what if she actually just is a Jedi um but going back to that question made me think well how does she know about the place that she tells Grogu where you can go to find other Jedi and become trained like, maybe that's what she did. I don't know. That, that'd that be a cool connection between that location and just, like, part of her journey. Like, maybe a force ghost was like, yo, there's this cool planet over there with a seeing stone. Go check it out.
0: Yeah, and the fact that, that she, Grogu, could, could go and make a choice because it's like, okay, so is that what Ahsoka did? Did she go? Was she at loose ends or she didn't know what her path was going to be? And she was, and she went there and she chose a path.
5: Or maybe that's what they used to do to find Padawans before they would just steal babies.
0: Well, Sorry. I Cult. mean, Ahsoka, <laughs> was, as, well, Ahsoka was, yeah, I mean, like, Ahsoka was brought in as a, th- when she was three. So, like, I don't know, can you put a three-year-old in a seeing stone and have them choose their life?
5: I mean, Groku, in my mind, at least the way he acts and communicates and moves, he is a three-year-old,
3: for all intents and purposes. This
0: is true.
1: Yeah, um, but
3: also, she 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 had a similar experience at the end of um her arc with the Jedi Order. Um, she did make a choice because they offered her to come back, mm-hmm. and she was like, no. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they yeah. even offered her more power. They offered
3: yeah, they a offered to knight her. Yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, this is actually a test. We weren't <laughs> just gonna and and her to be good walls. for her journey because look, she didn't fall to the dark side or get killed. So it's like, like, yeah, yeah, she probably found that, like, wow, maybe, like, you know, and then maybe her time in, you know, in the world between worlds, like, oh, wow, autonomy is important in this type of situation. Like, you have all this power. Yeah, you should be able to choose what you want to do with it because not everyone is ready to wield it or wants to wield it.
2: Well, and also, she didn't specify what the dark things were, what the dark memories were, what Mm -hmm. exactly went on and was, you know, I mean, that was stated in a very vague and non detailed way. And so my thought process at that point was as as she was saying the vague and completely non detailed stuff she was saying was that she actually knew what she was talking about and just chose not to be more detailed because maybe we're not ready. I
5: thought he just like was repressing those memories. And that's what happened because they were so traumatic.
2: Right. And that was the impression that she gave. But then, you know, the way she said it to me, and again, this is just my personal (laughs) opinion about it, but the way that she said it was almost like when you look at somebody and go, you know, something terrible has happened. There's been a car accident. And then you just go, and I'm going to stop with just that. I'm not going to tell you exactly what happened because you've already got the gist of the information. There was a terrible car accident. I don't need to tell you exactly what happened. And so the vibe that I got was that there was that hesitation moment of, you know, dark things. And then it was just like, and I kind of got the impression that maybe she was fully aware of, or at least had a pretty good inkling of what those things were and just chose not to be more you know what i mean so that might also be impacting her decision to say take him and let him make his own choice
1: yeah
6: i still think there's a lot more about grogu's past with the jedi that we will find out because he was definitely not in general population with the rest of the (laughs) younglings because that would have (laughs) a got out because you know there's not a lot of like adorable little green like Mocha jelly bean looking babies hanging around, right? I, but would, at-
5: love. <laughs> I would love if Anakin Sorry. and him were like arch nemesis. The- See,
6: I think very specifically <laughs> since she said the only other person that I've seen like this was Yoda, right? So they would have been in the temple around the same time. So clearly we yeah. know that Ahsoka never ran into Grogu. So where were the Jedi keeping him and what were they doing with him? Why were many masters testing?
5: And remember, yeah. he has the highest M count. Uh-huh. So my whole thing is like, they would be very interested in that, just like how they were very uh-huh. interested in
6: Anakin. Is it
1: higher than Anakin though? Is that what that means?
6: We don't know. I don't we think just We just know. know that it's the highest one that at least the Empire probably has on record. But I, I- think that that poor baby was kept in some, really really questionable conditions i think that pram also came from the jedi temple and that's why it seals up freaking jedi Mm.
1: okay i have uh a few things to say but i know alex you've been trying to get some thoughts in
4: oh no (laughs) i've just been a little mouse over here (laughs) no i definitely agree though i don't think he was under very good conditions Uh, my question is who who hit him or, like,
1: Glad I'm curious
4: about that. I'm like, you
1: asked that question because my, I don't know if I like saw someone tweet about this or if I heard it on a live stream somewhere in the last couple of days. But, um, I, someone mentioned or asked the question, like, maybe, uh, as part of their, la- one of their last like missions before. Order 66, or like depending on the circumstances and if um, they reacted like every other clone, like what if it was the bad batch who put Grogu into hiding or something?
6: I think I mean. we'll see it on screen because thematically, Star Wars likes to play with Monomyth, right? And this just came to me as I was thinking about it, right? Grogu is a Moses story. That's what's going on. He was literally saved during a purge in a basket and that he's been kept safe. Like that's what we're going to see that on screen in the Mandalorian at some point. We will see who saved the baby by putting him in that pram and then whatever shooting him off into an escape pod or something.
4: I like the idea of the bad batch though. Like I'd be down for that.
1: It's yeah. a bit sh- shaky cuz like I said it depends on what their response would be cuz even though they're uh I forget the word, but like a deviant form of clone like they'd probably still have that chip so it maybe not but i don't know um and then going back real quick just for a split second on um uh ahsoka being a jedi or not there's also that point where it's um during the siege of mandalore uh and ahsoka is on with the other council members and there you know she's like hey we're fine here everything's all fine here how are you and um yoda asks her like or i forget exactly what he says but he's like you know your role in this were you just being a good person or is it maybe as a jedi and she says just being a good citizen or whatever just doing my duty and Yoda's response, unlike Mace Windu's, there seemed to be a little bit of like kind of a surprise or a bit of like shock, like, huh, which I've always take, taken and interpreted it as maybe perhaps like she does go back or, you know, redefines what the order is, which going into the next topic uh, of Ezra and More specifically, Ahsoka's mission in this chapter is looking for Thrawn. So do we think that because they mentioned Thrawn, Ezra is still alive or not?
4: I I honestly do think we'll see him in live action on Mandalorian. At least I I am hoping, or at least some explanation because it's like Thrawn is most likely, uh, I mean, alive or Ahsoka knows, you know, something about him. But I'm like, okay, that means maybe um, Ezra is as well. Fingers crossed. I need to know what happened to Ezra. I have two theories
5: that either this is after Ahsoka went with Sabine to find him and maybe like Thrawn followed him back from that outer rim. Or this is her trying to find Ezra through Thrawn. Or, oh, actually third theory that we talked about in my live stream on Saturday is that it could be Ray Sloan using the name Thrawn.
6: Ooh, I love that.
5: So there's there's a bunch of things this could be, and I can't wait to find out what it is.
1: Um, Emma, your thoughts?
0: Um, I I'm not like a I'm not like a speculating type person, but um, I would love to see Ezra again, and I feel like I feel like Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn for Ezra's sake. Um. That just seems like an Ahsoka thing to do, like, to me.
1: Yeah. Liv?
3: I'll be completely honest with you guys. I did not finish Rebels, so I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I know. You didn't spoil oh, anything shit. for me, uh, but okay, I'm sorry. not quite to throng okay. yet.
6: Okay. Well, we're excited because you've yeah. got some really, And so, really,
3: really good I mean, coming. I know who he is, but I'm like, I don't have much to speak on in that capacity quite yet.
5: But Liv... You still haven't gotten to the best Sabine episodes. Get to uh,
3: them. Uh, Get to
1: them. My God. You I think you like that. Sabine? She's one of my favorite characters Yeah, she's ever. my You think you like favorite. her now? Just <laughs> so wait. It's, it's <laughs> been a
3: process. I don't know. I mean, I said this on um, on Sistas, but I haven't. Um, so I just finished Clone Wars, like, oh, I want to say, like, in August, maybe? Like, it's it's been a very, like, new journey for me. Because I was oh, one of those all- people that was like, Clone Wars is, <laughs> oh, that's is like, awesome. I, it didn't appeal to me, like. But then I had that like thing, that moment where I was like, well, I watch anime, so why can't I watch Clone War? <laughs> and so and I love Avatar, yep. The Last Airbender, so like yep. Yeah. So I was like, so One I'll give it a whirl. Series. And then I was addicted. <laughs> and then that was like something I'm still pro- I'm like still processing it. And I started Rebels, but I feel like I'm I'm like not as invested in it quite yet because I'm still processing Clone Wars. <laughs> so I'll get there, guys. I'll get there. And, but I can't <laughs> yeah. quite speak to the Thrawn name drop I was like I was like oh shit but I was like I probably not on the level y'all 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 were so I like to be transparent
4: about that yeah. you need to keep us updated we need to know what you think of rebels yes. when you're finished mm-hmm. I need okay, to I know I don't I'll,
3: I'll like live tweet I'll be
4: like all right it's happening yes <laughs> please do this is happening. I will um I will yeah. um be on standby with any Thank emotional you. support and cleanups you may need
6: and you're more than welcome to come do a Rebels recap show because honestly, if I can sit and talk about Rebels, my favorite show. Any day of the week, I'm here for that. Like,
4: also my favorite Star Wars ever. So yes,
6: <laughs>
1: my favorite Star that Wars animation. So cool.
3: Yeah, I definitely need to come back and do that because
2: that'll <laughs> yes. be super fun. That yes. would definitely be super fun. Raven, sorry I was on kitty mute there. <clears throat> um, <laughs> well, he keeps trying to lay on the keyboard. And, oh boy. Anyways, um, <laughs> I uh, I am a firm believer. I hate to make predictions because I don't make predictions. I only made one prediction in my life. It came true and I'm never making another one. Um, but my 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 belief <laughs> is that the uh she is searching for Thrawn uh, to find Ezra. That's my belief. That's that's as deep as I get because I don't I don't I'm not reading any deeper into that prediction than just that. Cause then that way yeah. I can still sorta be right if it works out. But if it doesn't but I think, but I think the reality is, is that the way that they're laying it out and being so vague is leaving that open to tell that story. So, that's my opinion.
1: Yeah. Well, whether you're entirely right or partially right, as someone who gives partial credit to students where they deserve it, you'd get.
6: oh thanks.
1: <laughs> and Ben.
6: Oh God, I I can't really say much more than anyone else is. I think that. We're leading up to a Rebels sequel series. I don't know that the Ezra story will appear in The Mandalorian because I don't really know that it ties in with Din's overarching story. And I don't I see that Dave would necessarily want to share Ezra with Din at the same time, right? Uh, I, do, I can see a possibility of if there's a version of Thrawn returning into the story, I could see something with Thrawn at odds with Moff Gideon. Now that yes. the, the Empire is collapsing, we know Ray Sloan's gone off to the Unknown Regions, and then Moff Gideon is clearly trying to take some power for himself. Maybe Thrawn is also trying to get some stuff together wherever it is that he is. I see, maybe that happening, but that's, you know, speculation because it's fun, not because it's something I anticipate.
1: Yeah, um, I pretty much agree with everyone. <laughs> so that's what I gotta <laughs> say about that <laughs> no um, brave
2: take brave take
1: <laughs> Um, well my thing is she's either looking for Thrawn to find out where Ezra is or she's already found Ezra and maybe something's happened or not and just uh, bringing that part of her life to an end or getting some closure with it And having a confrontation with Ron, whether, you know, it's a conversation or a fight or anything else, or he's still working with the Empire or maybe First Order or something, I don't know. But those are my thoughts. Um, Well, that brings today's voyage to an end. Thank you, every single one of you, for being here. I loved this episode i was i've been looking forward to this episode for like a week so thank you every single one of you for being here i greatly appreciate it
6: yeah we absolutely love every one of you guys you're more than welcome to come back anytime yeah we'll make sure that we get you on solo up so we get you some more air time <laughs>
2: <laughs> super awesome yeah thank you for having us
0: yes thank you
1: absolutely
0: it's always a great time with you guys. Thanks so much. Yeah,
2: I agree.
1: Thank you for choosing the Katana Cast. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Be sure to follow and subscribe to our feed to stay up to date on all our latest episodes. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at the Katana cast and email us. We are katanacast at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow our personals, you can follow me at iGallagher321. Alexandria
4: Oh, you can follow me on Twitter It's uh, at Alex underscore Michaels underscore
1: Candice
4: Geeky underscore Waffle Emma Fox Fleur,
0: F-O-X-F-L-E-U-R Ship who you want, all ships are valid
1: Yes
3: <laughs> You can find me on Twitter Liv. At Olive Gelato
1: <laughs> Raven
2: You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Bella J
1: Ben
6: And you can find me on Twitter at Ben is the worst. I'm also, yes, I think I'm channeling Maria. She's here in spirit. And she says, you can follow her at Blurred Girl Jedi on Twitter. You can also follow her show Sisters with Sabres at Sabres with and Sisters with Sabres on Instagram. There's also something that she's saying about Marsh. I'm not going to say that on air. No, don't say that. that. Don't
2: say that. Because my fire hose is all out of water for the (laughs) night. Okay. (laughs)
6: And also, just to follow up, every episode of this Mandalorian Recap Season, we are plugging the This Is The Way fund on GoFundMe. You can find the description, excuse me, the link in the description of this show, as well as on our Twitter. All funds go directly to the Transgender Law Center. If you have a few dollars that you can spare, we would absolutely appreciate it if you would contribute. It means a lot to us as a podcast started by a trans non-binary person. And then... Because I've got to end every show with a rant. I'm just going to say, remember how important these voices are. Please feel like bringing us onto shows, onto your live streams. But at the same time, please, please understand that if you are bringing us on and we're going to get harassed in comments, that we will not come back until you clean house. And that's it. That's all I have to say. I've spoken.
1: I love it. Yes, you have spoken. Again, thanks for choosing the Katana cast for your cruise. We appreciate your continuing support. And as always, may the force be with you.